Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language and content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is highly advised. Also, there's a possibility that spoilers for an anime may occur, so be very careful if there is a series you have yet to finish. Also, be careful because we're talking about non-baka today, which means there's going to be so many sparkling men you might actually go blind. Yes, even in a podcast, you can still go blind from the amount of sparkles that are in this freaking show. Enjoy! Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk. This is a show where a group of dorks all get together and either talk about a recent dub announcement or revisit a series that has been previously reviewed on Lilac Anime Reviews and that was dubbed and dubbed afterwards. I'm sorry. I can't even get past that. Blech. I am, of course, the one and only master of manliness himself, Spaceman Hardy. Once again, I'm taking over Hosty Dooley's for Lilac in order to cover yet another one of the multitude of broadcast dubs that Funimation is putting out this season. And with me tonight, we are having, we have Jamal, a.k.a. Jamstar. How you Say doing? Hello. Yo. Okay. We have the always impressive Lack the Watcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Kaki Fi- it's Alejandro Sab, Kaki Films, Kaki Master, whatever the heck you want to call me. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's actually Lack the Watcher. Hey, guys, how's it going? And... We got a rather (laughs) interesting performance out of this guy, which got uh, (laughs) a lot of people commented on his on him in the last episode. And despite all those comments, we decided to invite him back anyways. Uh, Please welcome Sneebs. Why, hello, everyone. I didn't know I had such notoriety that you do. I miss a lot when I'm not here, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, man. No, to put it plainly, he went full Joe Pesci, and let's. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. You never go full Joe Pesci. Yeah, I don't even didn't Pesci. like that. <laughs> I don't even think full Joe Pesci goes full Joe Pesci anymore. Yeah, Anyways, too old so that. with that in mind, <laughs> yeah, that in mind, we are covering. I believe it's the last of the um, the broadcast dubs that we're covering today. But I think they've all other all been covered so far. Um, so double talk consists of five shows this season they consist of 91 days orange keijo drifters and the show we'll be talking about today nambaka okay side note yuri on ice isn't on that list no oh okay that's weird no people Hmm. misjudged yuri on ice's popularity if they had known it was going to be as big as it turned out to be I can assure you it would have been on double. But didn't they announce the didn't they announce the cast? They announced the cast, but that was just the cast. They didn't realize how big oh, of a show okay. it was going to be. All right, all right, that's yeah. actually interesting. Anyway, go on. Yeah, and yeah, trust me. And an episode for Yuri on Ice has already been recorded because you know the female members of our team. The they would never let brigade. So. Yes. <laughs> right. So, anyways. Tonight we're covering the last of those shows is Nanbaka. Now, <laughs> speaking of estrogen, uh... <laughs> it's it's JoJo's without stands. Yeah, it's prison it's, school without perversity. It's here go we go little bit beautiful at JoJo fan fiction and saying like, this is way too gay for me. Good lord. Uh... <laughs> 
you Anyways, know nothing, yes. Jon Snow. <laughs> it's the story revolves around these four prison inmates who are locked in the ultimate prison. Uh, basically, the new Alcatraz. It's Alcatraz on crack. Apparently, <laughs> no one has ever broken out of it. Acid, more like. And Alcatraz so on crack that the crack got them. Crack. And the crack sparkles. Everything sparkles. It's crack to the crack team. Everything, everything is like Alex Louise Armstrong. It's manly and sparkles. Yes, it's manly and sparkles. <laughs> I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was like, "Everything is sparkling," <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yes, but anyways, it's about it revolves around these four inmates who reside in the prison for various reasons. Most of them, really, honestly, very minor infractions that they've committed. But because they've done them so many times, and because Namba is basically nice to them, yeah. I mean, for one thing, one guy doesn't choose, chooses to stay there because he likes the food. Yeah, it's the it's the um, Ivy League of prisons. So, basically, yeah. yeah, it's the Harvard of prison. But um, it's the stories revolving around these four characters as they try to break out of prison and have various mishaps and... Uh, rapscallions and and shenanigans and what have you so uh it's the jojo of it's like jojo's meets prison school basically so stone ocean hyperactive (laughs) (laughs) hyperkinetic though cheerful it's actually funny i would watch this while i'm reading stone ocean so you know except stone ocean actually has women delightful thing yeah Mm -hmm. all right yeah so uh, anyone have anything to comment on the present? On the, I am completely unprepared for this. I am so sorry, Jamal. Would you like to host? <laughs> uh, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe. I can oh. At All some right. point, I'm anyway, gonna, at some point, I'm gonna have to host, aren't I? I'm just <laughs> like, isn't that yeah. like? But anyway, <laughs> we we'd love for you to host. The only problem is you don't show up on time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, but. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so as you usual, that, that's someone getting punishment worse than solitary. Yeah. Okay, that so, was bad. Sue me. You know, after all the terrible puns we've done on this show, Sneebs, we just need more. <laughs> you know, you're not doing us any injustices. We just need as many bad puns as possible. Yeah. So as usual, we're going to I'm go. Sorry through to waste the- your time. Yeah. Stop interrupting. <laughs> so as usual, we're going to go through the cast, talk about who we initially predicted, who was actually cast, and discuss whether or not we were pleased with the individual casting choices or not. As usual, getting hopelessly derailed and yammering on and on about which waifus are best, or in this case, which husbandos are best, <laughs> and why uh, Sneebs' taste in anime is complete crap. Lock is best um, boy. Sorry. Of course. Uh, so, without further ado, let us start as we always do with the ADR director. Now, you know, you fellas know me at this point. I never make predictions for the ADR director. Very rarely do I ever do it. Did anyone at all have any predictions for ADR? I did. Okay. <laughs> no. All right, I think Jamal is literally the only person who actually prepared for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just generally don't have good enough sense of how uh, various ADR directors work. I haven't quite mastered the, their creative influence on as a whole. Yeah. Besides, you choose to pick a lot of L.A. actors and directors anyways. <laughs> yeah. Tony, what, Tony, that's Oliver. A good... Tony Oliver directed none. No. Uh, 
keep that in mind because apparently Funimation and Bang Zoom are teaming up for more dubs because of what happened with Mob Psycho. So uh-huh. it's exactly yeah. We're not going to spoil anything for the Mob Psycho because that's a different that's a different episode altogether. But um, but yeah, keep that in mind. All right, so uh, Jamal, you said you did have a prediction for ADR and script. Who did you predict? Uh, I had six for director, three for writer, and I was dead wrong. But I think we were all dead wrong, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, my director picks were Clifford Chapin, Sonny Strait, quote, I'll be very upset if it's him, Tia Ballard, Christopher Bevins, Alexis Tipton, and Colleen Klinkenbill. As did you uh, did you basically pull names out of a hat? I was gonna say. That seems... Has Alexis directed anything? Yes, she has. What what has she directed? She's the assistant director for Love Life Sunshine. Oh, okay. All right. No, I wasn't pulling names out of a hat. It's just I carried over from previous predictions. As for Ryder, I had Joe McDonald, Monica Rial, and Josh Greeley. Or team, uh, really, if you want to call them. I got you. I got you. Well, uh, unfortunately, you were dead wrong. So why don't you tell us who was both the director and scriptwriter for the show? That would be uh, brand new. Uh, brand, not brand new, guys. This is third time around now. Fourth, maybe. It's Mr. Aaron Dismuke. Oh. That, mm-hmm. kind, it's, that kind of explains the cast. So, yeah, I know. It does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of new talent coming yeah. in. Uh, I a lot of I, Dismuke's I peers, we'll say. So you know. Yeah, I I'm I actually think Aaron Dismuke might be a huge fan of Honey Pop because the <laughs> actresses from that show keep showing up in his dubs. <laughs> you, you ask him, he's like, "What's Honey Pop? I've never heard of that. What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> what do you yeah, like? Get, well, he sweats profusely. <laughs> Anyways, as far as staff is concerned, Aaron Aaron has been director for Cheer Boys. He was assistant director for Enride, which he also starred in. He was assistant director for a few episodes of Fairy Tale. He was assistant director for Luck and Logic. He's director for uh, Showman Sample as well, which was his, his directorial debut. So little Alphonse Elric has really come into his own at this point. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the direction so far? Very solid. And the script while we're at it. So he wrote the script too? Yeah. Yeah, he did it all. Actually, yeah, in that case, very impressive, honestly. like it, Very solid. Yeah, it really flowed very well. Everybody played off of each other really well. Um, I think the fact that Aaron is a younger guy, I think he got the dialogue really well. For, for the main four, so... His stuff does sound natural. Yeah. I, I mean, he's grown up in anime dubbing, so, like, if anybody, you know, his age knows how to do it, it would be him. So... At this point, he's 24 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a long time since Full Metal Alchemist. Yep. I think it sounds really good, and considering so many of the pop culture references that the four make between each other, yeah. like, all the times that... Um, that Nico has to get bleeped out for all the pop culture <laughs> yeah, references that, that he's great. making. <laughs> Not to make it's it really weird. clever. Yeah. It's really, really clever, and I, I enjoy it. No, the, this show kind of likes to hang a hat on its... Uh, without being too excessively meta or breaking of the fourth wall. It's kind of... Uh... When, when I saw the, the 
the quote-unquote waifu wooden carving, I was like, that's Juvia. So... <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah, it kind of has the fourth wall breaks and uh, tropes that Psyche K has, but way less of the deadpan and more of the sparkles in yeah. this show. Oh, the sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Oh, the sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle, motherfucker. I, I really <laughs> wonder about the art design here, because how the heck? It, it's... It's exactly what anime would look like through the eyes I, of a hyperactive eight. Yeah, I should already know this, but do, <laughs> do we know the studio that made this? Satellite. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, satellite. Mm -hmm. Didn't they also make Planetarian? You know, the really sad one. Where I thought we that was over key. The robot. You know what? I think it was key. I forget. Satellite I think, did Aquarion. Satellite like helped with Fairy Tale. I think the first, the first one. Yeah. Um. You know, I think Satellite did help with Planetarium. Let me double check out. We're getting sidetracked, folks. I'm yeah. sorry. But this is going to eat at me in, yeah. until I find out. But anyway, it out. more on the... Um, we can always edit it more out. More on the acting, like... Wink. Um, it, well, more on the directing, I mean. It, it's... I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really does, like... For a series this hyperactive, like, everybody feels sincere. Everybody feels like they're 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 directed in a way where it, it, it never comes across as phony, and I think that's something when you're make when you're working on an anime like this, I think that's something that you really need to get right, or else you're just gonna mess up. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny you mentioned that because in later episodes things do get out of hand yeah. and things do get serious. Oh yeah, and. I mean, no other show have I seen this season that has such a mood whiplash. <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm like, oh, wow, this seems like a goofy gag bag. Holy crap, his arms just turned into knives. <gasps> I know, when I, but, when I saw that clip, I was like, is this supposed to be an AOT reference? I don't, like, but I guess I kind of see where they're going with it now. So Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think the script writing and directing is really well is really well done. And honestly, from the few dubs I've heard Aaron direct, he's done a very solid job. So I I give kudos to him. Just imagine what he's personally. like, Mike McFarlane's age, what that's gonna be like. So. <laughs> well, I mean, even Mike McFarlane doesn't have Brittany Lotta voice act voice casting black magic power. So <laughs> that's true. Right. Or self casting. So. No. Uh, yeah. Moving on, so we're all happy with the directing and script writing from Mr. Dismute. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moving on, we are going to our first set of characters. Uh, these characters really don't have much to do with each other, but because they're rather minor, we're going to loop them together. Uh, we have Sukumo and Hitoshi Sugoroku. Sukumo is basically a fake ninja. He, actually, he's not a fake ninja. He was a real ninja who was abandoned by his clan, who tries to, who is still trying to prove himself as a real ninja. Unfortunately, he, by a certain weird series of events, he actually ended up becoming an actor. And uh, so he's basically the Gary Coleman of ninjutsu. Um, <laughs> oh, believe it. Uh, yeah. We also have Hitoshi Sugoroku, who is a very pretty girl, only she's not a girl. She's actually Hajime's little brother, um, who dresses up very effeminately. Oh, where's Admiral Akbar when you need him? It's a trap! Oh, boy. 
gonna have it's, a long uh, disclaimer to read, aren't I? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> About as long as this podcast. Alright, so I know Sneebs and Lack, you guys did not watch the episode where Sukumo appears in, so you cannot make predictions. Jamal, did you make predictions? Yes. I made one as well. Okay. We're starting with Sukumo, right? Right. With Sukumo and Hitoshi. Now, see, with Hitoshi, I thought, even though he is a boy, they may cast the actor as female, but have it in a gravelly, raspy tone. And so, with Sukumo, I predicted Rachel Robinson. Hmm. Not Sukumo, but Hitoshi, I predicted Rachel Robinson. With Sukumo, I actually predicted Joel McDonald. Okay, I I I'm the, I'm the same with you on uh, Sukumo f- being McDonald. I also had Tatum. As for Hitoshi, mine was a cop out. I went with Josh Greeley. <laughs> really? Yeah, cause uh, I'm in an Attack on Titan Junior High, and well, Princess Jellyfish. That's that is a very good comparison. Did either of you gentlemen have a prediction for Hitoshi, the girly boy? Um, no. Not me. Satoshi, I'm... I, I'm i trying to come up with the face for the name for the face. He he looks like a girl. And Jugo, the There's, main that character... That doesn't explain... Oh, <laughs> that one. Yes. Yes. I, Hajime's little uh, brother. Quote, unquote, brother, I, not I, sister. I I'm, I'm grasping right now, and I can't think of one right away. Okay. All right. Well, both of us were wrong who is actually playing these characters. Sukumo is actually a brand new actor. His name is Sam Biggs, and this is his first role ever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, as for Hitoshi, I'm looking I'm up. curious, because I feel like I know yeah. that voice, but... The voice is, his voice is Howard Wang. Oh! Yeah. Oh, oh, freaking um, Aaron from The Attack on Titan the Bridge. Basically, yeah. yeah, he was. He has, yeah, yeah. So far, his main roles have been Hitoshi. Have been in <sighs> the show I hate more than anything as Whitley Schnee. Oh shit! I, I put no. I put <laughs> I purposely took that off so you wouldn't read that. I, you're on A and N, aren't you? Yes, I am. God Jamal, damn it. Yes, I am. God damn it. Uh, he's also... Oh, Hardy, you should have trusted the filters. Please, let us be your filters. We're trying to protect you. Yeah. Tifa would have won. Anyways, <laughs> Yuri on Ice as Gwang Jong-hee, um, or Gwang Hong-ji, sorry. Uh, he's been in Juden chan he's been in One Piece, and he's also staff in Rio Rainbow Gate. Yeah, he's He's BFFs with... Um, Amber Lee Connors. He's BS with Amber Lee Connors, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. he's her. Bu- I think he's her boyfriend. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I mean. He's yeah. her boyfriend, unless they broke off. I'm not trying to assume no. anything, but you know. No, no, I think no, I think they are. I think they are together. But they're, they're in, uh, still anyways, together. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, I don't want to spread rumors. Yeah. This is this is double talk, just banter. <laughs> you have been listening to double talk banter, where we make up complete garbage and don't mean anything we say. Thanks for listening. Well, well, I know... As approved by our entire legal team. I do know for certain that they did date at one point. I'm not sure if they're still dating, but they did date. 
So as far as I know, gossip I, aside. All right, we're not a gossip site. We're yeah. not Teen Vogue, but um, but anyways, we're not even, we're not even teens. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> well, we're acting like them right now, but <laughs> giggles. But anyways, um, yeah. How do we feel about these two performances? I find uh, for the. Oh, you go ahead. For those who of for those of us who have seen them, because I know. Uh, you two kind of skipped past them a little bit. I kind of find it funny you cat the guy cast as Hajime's little brother. His name is Howard Wang. <laughs> <laughs> and that clinking sound you heard was us hitting rock bottom. How hard, Wang? No. <laughs> I'm having no part of this. <laughs> I didn't even get the pun until Lack said it. How hard way? <laughs> it's a trap. To, to be honest, I didn't even notice it until now either. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm done. Oh, uh, he must have had uh, a hard time in high uh, school. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we please just God. focus on it? Please move on. edit this out for the love of mercy. The best part is he's Asian. That's what really makes this all fun. Oh God! Really? <laughs> really? Just snip, snip this entire. Yeah, let's like not mention snip, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm done. I, I, I'm seriously. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. Uh. Click. Like, <laughs> would you please, please move us along? I can't. I can't even. I don't even know. What's next? <laughs> Who is next? Next on the what? agenda, after we had the character of Satoshi, I believe it was Hajibe or... No, no, no. We didn't, give our, we did, we didn't give our impressions of the performance. We're moving too fast. Oh, okay. Settle down, boy. All right, so... I honestly was expecting a female to take the place of how hard way. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but... But I think he did a fair performance. Voice it, it, acting drag certainly. A thing yes. Too. Yes. Yes. I, it was a good performance. Please, uh, impressions. Please move on. Awesome. Uh, oh well, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I did for the um, little brother crossdresser. Um, I thought it. Yeah. Really worked. Um, I mean, there was there was this sort of like parody kind of sound to the voice that I think really was right because there is sort of that question of whether or not the character should be voiced by a girl or not because I think didn't Danganronpa cast a girl for the for um the, yes yeah but I, in this case because like like Nanba, Nanbaka is like so camp that I think it's better that a boy actually voices the character so that's what that's what I felt as well I think you know It'd be better if the character was actually voiced by a male person. Yeah. yeah. I think he did a stand-up job. And I'd like to hear Howard mm -hmm. do more roles. And what I really appreciated was, I'm pretty sure the Yuri on Ice video is going to be out before this one. But uh, he played a Chinese character in that show. And he played, he is Chinese. And so he lended his actual accent to that character. And it really, really worked. So, yeah, I... I I think that um, I think he did a really good job. I like the subtle nuances. 
Uh, it was kawaii and funny and suited it well. I can't really add any more to this other than perhaps use the word cute instead of the Japanese bastardization, but hey, mm -hmm. I figure mine's sins would be the least of this episode. <laughs> okay. Jamal, um, I know you and I are the only ones who actually got to listen to Tsukumo. Uh, what were your impressions? Mm, it's pretty unique. Not what I expected, but overall it somehow matched to fit. He was good in episode three. I think he was great in episode, what is it? Seven, seven. or eight? Seven. Yeah, where we actually learn more of his backstory, even though we make a complete detour from the main storyline just to dive into him. I think he, he really came into his own on that one. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm expecting good things from uh, Sam Biggs, and uh, hopefully we hear more from him. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just realized something. <laughs> Biggs and Wang. Biggs and Wang. That's the, that's the Star Wars porn parody. Biggs and Wang. Biggs and Wang, yes. You have no idea how hard it is from, right from now. The, from the, new, from the new, Star okay. new Star Wars story movie, Rogue Hung. <laughs> okay, let's just move on before I lose my composure. guys. All right. I didn't even laugh at that one. It was too easy. I'm sorry. Just jeez. Yep. Okay. Moving on, we are now going on to three characters. We are going on to the Warden's personal guards. Uh, three characters who are based off the Legend of Momotaro. Um, if you don't know the Legend of Momotaro, it's Peach Boy and his three guardians who are Monkey, Dog, and Pheasant. And... These three characters represent the three animals that helped Momotaro on his way. And we have Saman Goku, who is the monkey, Kenshiro Yozakura, who is the dog, and Kiji Mitsuba, who is the pheasant. And who did we pick for these three characters? Okay. Because I'm having a hard time remembering who I picked because I may or may not have been intoxicated when I watched this episode. But Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay. That, that's okay. It's a good mental state to be in when watching this. All the bright colors and all the hyperactiveness. I, I just Worst have to say to... something, Sneebs. Um, yes. Don't ever watch Belladonna of Sadness. Don't? Or do, rather. <laughs> it's. I, um, I, I've heard stuff. I hear it's art house as hell. Okay. I saw a man farting fish out of his asshole. I don't ever want to see Okay, it. let's just move on. That just sounds like Dolly on but it roids. Was, it I'm, was it was artistic, so it's okay. Exactly, it's Dolly, not debauchery. Okay. Hey, hey anyway, now, Dolly did chocolate commercials because he and Pepto Bismol commercials because he was starving. Don't you ever talk bad about Dolly? I'm not um, talking bad about Dolly. Dolly was quite a wonderful opportunist when it came to promoting his businesses and also lived a life of adventure and lunacy, which is. What all good heroes should strive towards. However, that's not the purpose of this discussion. He also had a pimp ass mustache. That pimp ass mustache with wings. Oh yes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, frankly, I can't even remember who I made predictions for for these three characters. Jamal, you made predictions, didn't you? Yes. Uh, for okay. Yosakova, I had Rick Keeling and Chris Sabat. For Mitsuba, I had Ian Sinclair and Aaron Roberts. Oh. The monkey was a tricky one because I made this prediction 
after I heard it, so I thought it might have been my Kasoldu song. Okay, I think I actually had Samon as Clifford Chapin, but that is the only one that I could actually remember making. Uh, you gentlemen, you watched episode two. What did you think? Um, I didn't have any predictions. Okay. Snaves, did you have any predictions? I know See, you... these characters were so minor. I only really... F I found that they were in and out so fast, I didn't even invest the time on, in them. Okay. Well, they become major later on, but understandingly. So, um, Only the first three eps. Um, so, for Monkey, Dog, and Pheasant, uh, Samon Goku is voiced by Brandon McInnes, Kiji Mitsuba is voiced by his boyfriend, J. Michael Tatum, and Kinshiro Yozakura is voiced by the not-at-all-gay Vic Mignogna. And uh, so how do we feel about these performances? Because I know they really don't come into their own until the tournament arc. But we do get a brief taste of them here in episode two. What did we feel from the little we heard about them? They were quite fit fitting for what they were. Again, the actors hadn't really gotten into their rhythm yet, so it was a, a performance that needed to be warmed into. I, yeah. But, yeah. It's not what I expected, but once I warmed up to it, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I do remember looking at the character J. Michael Tatum was playing and saying, of course J. Michael Tatum is playing him. Well, here's the funny thing. That character in the manga itself swears up and down that he's not gay. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, really now? I mean... Like, you could have a... This, yeah. this series is so weird, I'm almost inclined to believe that. So... Well, if you can get wrap your mind around it, none of the JoJo's boys are gay. None of them. No, yeah. you just look at some Oh, of course not. Of course well, not. Well, Giorno might be. Might be, but all of the main Joestar bloodline, totally straight. And Jonathan did some gay shit, but that was against his will. So... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, when a man reaches inside your chest and places a ring around your heart, that's not at all symbolic, guys. Not at all. Right. No. Right. Anyways, as far as to what these actors have done in the past, uh, Brandon McGinnis is still pretty new. His main roles are Corteo in 91 Days, Sonosuke in Danganronpa 3, Merlane in The Heroic Legend of Arsland, um, Alan Lernier as in Joker Game, some... Uh, and and uh, Seelin in Show by Rock. As far as Vic and Tatum are concerned... Here we go. <laughs> Strap <yeah>. in! <laughs> Bolster down the harnesses, boys. You're going to be in for a wild ride. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Tatum has, is Toma in Aquarion. He is Toru in Arya the Scarlet Ammo. He's Irvin Smith in Attack on Titan. He's Isaac Dion in Bacchano. He is... That's right, yeah. You know what? I'm not using this handy-dandy guide that Jamal gave me. I really should. Okay. Shiro in Assassination Classroom. Uh, Tuto in Birdie the Mighty Decode. Uh, Sebastian Michaelis, of course, in Black Butler. Stephen A. Starface in Blood Blockade Battlefront. Uh, Kuimi Lee in D. Grayman. Uh, he's Principal Kirijiri in Danganronpa. He's Loser in Dimension W, Zarbon in Dragon Ball Z Kai, Butch Cassidy in Drifters, which I did not like, thank you very much, uh, Ryoji Kaji in Ev Evangelion, Ray in Free, Scar in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 
France and Hitalia, Enero in One Piece, and Kyoto in Oron High School Host Club, among many, many he other editions. He was also editions. that bald guy in Yu Yu Hakusho. That he was. <laughs> as far as... I only mentioned that because I've been watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Alright, now for Vic Mignogna. If you have not been watching anime... If, if you have not heard Vic Mignogna's voice in anime, you have not been watching anime. Because he is Ikaku in Bleach, he is Yamato in Digimon Adventure Try, the new voice of Matt. He's Broly in Dragon Ball Z. He is Rin in Free. He is Kurtz Weber in Full Metal Panic. He is Edward Elric, most famously in Full Metal Alchemist. He is Grease in Hitalia. He is Obitu Ichu. Ich I can't say Obitu that word. Black, can you? Yes. He's Orochimaru in the Naruto spinoff of Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals. He's not Steve Bloom. He is not Steve Bloom. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Orochimaru. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He is Beelzebub in Rage of Bahamut Genesis, which blows my mind. He is <laughs> Shu Shuzo in Show by Rock, which we all expected. And he's Banawi in Uturari Remoto. So... How do we feel about these performances? I'm not, I'm not used to Brandon Tatum. I s almost expected Vic. Blew my mind, man. Vic like, needs to play more villains. Or more black guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that came out wrong. I'm applauding. Right that now, came bro. out wrong. <laughs> Well at the risk played. of sounding extremely, the, best part is at the one black guy in the call said that. <laughs> Way to state it aloud and ruin the joke, man. <laughs> we love you, Jamal. We love you. You are awesome, and we love you to death. Oh, I really hope that that gets set out. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, we can't edit Jamal, that out. That was gold. That, that's gonna be the best compliment. That, that is beautifully done, man. Now that's well played. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep moving on because we are so far off. I know. Yeah. Anyways, these are all really strong performances from all these actors, especially Brandon McKinnis, who's still just getting his feet wet. And so we want to hear more from them. And I think in the tournament arc where they actually get to shine, once the two of you actually, you know, fess up and pay money, come on, guys. I mean, geez. I, I want to. But I want to. I just... Once you actually get to the tournament arc and hear them for who they are I think you'll be really impressed with how they go about it because they actually they actually are characters they're not minor they're major characters they're just sort of in the background and that's why we're featuring them here um, but for time's sake let's please move on yeah. to our next set of characters we are moving on to Mitsuro Hidoke and Momoko Hyakushi now Mitsuru is another guard similar to the ones we've already talked about He's not really over a set of cell blocks. He's just sort of a guard in general. But he's a loudmouth rock star type who never shuts up. And he just... He's sort of like Steven Tyler, imagine, if you can imagine. You know, you love listening to his voice, but you just wish he'd shut up. Yeah. Steven Tyler in general. Um, Momoko Yakushi is actually the warden of Namba Prison. And she's tough as nails on the outside, but she harbors a deep, dark secret. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you went a little Buffalo Bill there already. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. Touch the lotion on skin, <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. I, I would have personally framed that as it puts the it it puts the throat lozenge in its mouth, or else it gets the hoarseness again. But okay, fine, that works too. Sleeping <laughs> fat warden. Lilac, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that, boys and girls, is why I drink. <laughs> and that's how Scrooge killed Christmas. Anyways, oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> predictions, 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 please. Okay. Uh, for for Mitsuro, Rockstar Guard. I hearken back to Strawberry Heart and Grateful King and Shell by Rock, and I predicted Justin Cook. And for Mumiko, I had two predictions. One which was like pulling candy from a baby. It was Monica Rial. But who I really wanted was actually Tia Ballard, because I know she can go from s sour to sweet in a New York minute. Okay. For Hitokoe, I had Rick Keeling and Chris Sabat again. As for The Warden, I had seven predictions, one of which I share with you, and that's Tia Ballard. Because, okay. Because all seven of my predictions, they could go from one range to the other in a minute. And that is Colleen Clinkenbeard, Caitlin Glass, Bryn April, Felicia Angel, Don Bennett, of course, Tia Ballard. And so we didn't have. Those are all really good predictions. Gentlemen, what did you think? Well, I am no gentleman, Hearty. I am also an internet troll. But, uh, no, I've, I had was exactly aligned with you, Hardy, in your choices. Tia Ballard was uh, what I thought would be more likely to be cast. My go-to is always Monica Royale because I've, I'm quite impressed by her for having, for being in the iconic cutesy girl voice but she does do the adult voice rather well that could oscillate between the two poles i figured she'd be a solid pick either way i lined up with you identically hardy good job you read my mind you're still harboring the hugest crush on her over Rand daughters of namasani aren't you i will not answer that question spaceman lack what are your opinions um well i didn't have predictions um if I were to say, like, you know, gun, gun to my head, who would I pick? Um, probably for Momoko, I would have gone with Colleen Clinkenbeard, just because okay. it seems obvious. And Colleen's got a pretty good range. I mean, you know, you can go from Erza Scarlet to Monkey D. Luffy. That's pretty impressive. So I have words to say about that, considering a certain character in My Hero Academia, but please continue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this is just me spitballing here. Um, as far as the actual choice for Momoko, um, uh, I mean, if we want to go around the table first, uh, I can wait. But you've we've already gone around the table. Oh, okay. Please. Sorry. Um, yeah, Momoko, I really, really liked. I thought she did a great job. Um, I, I just, uh, I really liked the way that. Just, just how the the voice could go from really cutesy, typical anime girl to you know, 
to wax bed at the sage for a second, God help me, um, Valkyrie bitch, basically. So, so would you like to announce who these two characters are? Um, I can announce who Momoko is. I forgot who the other one was. <laughs> so, all right, Mitsuru. Well, Mitsuru is voiced. Let me look it up because I'm I'm hopelessly. Hopelessly devoted. Yes. Mitsuru is voiced by none other than Rico Fajardo. Know the name. (laughs) He got trapped in a voice acting booth, no joke, and almost went primal. (laughs) I still remember that. (laughs) Yes. What are they got in the water down in Texas? What? (laughs) I I still remember Afia Yu tweeting, and now we lost him. <laughs> As he was biting into his audio. Oh, I cords. think I remember this actually now. So yes, yeah. free Rico. Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, if you bite the electrical cords, they are full of fibers, so it'll yeah. keep you full for a while. So Mitsuru is voiced by Rico Fajardo, and Mamako is voiced by Marissa Lenti. Marissa Lenti. Marissa Lenti. Yes, that's right. Now, as far as acting is concerned, Rico has voiced Tor Kokonoe in Absolute Duo, a much manlier name than that character deserves. <laughs> uh, Goki Muto in Ario the Aria the Scarlet Ammo. Ituna in Assassination Classroom, a.k.a. he was Tentacle Head. Uh, Shu Sakurada in Castle... Castle... I cannot brain today I has the dumb. Castle Kaliostro. Castle... <laughs> Castle Town Dandelion. Kyosuke Munakata in Danganronpa 3. Leon Luis in God of the Animation. Daru... Okay. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Daru... <laughs> from the heroic legend of Arslan, I tried to do Megan Justice. Oh, dar you, yeah. Dar you. I can't do it at full volume because my parents are asleep. Okay, Takaru from Princess Stride Alternative. Takaru, aka worst. Jamal, what did you? What the hell did you write? <laughs> the tears of the innocent boyfriend ever. His name is Jamal, and he's a post in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Kai from Show by Rock, Narami from Seraph the End, and Shusuke from We Without Wings, and Melissa Lenti. Melissa Lenti. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know if that you were like Liam. <laughs> well, actually, it's well, Marissa actually. Lenti. Yeah, Marissa Lenti. So, is Ilse Lagnar. Okay. Are shut you guys up, in the editing room enjoying yourselves right now? Oh, shut up. I know I am. I'm just very glad I'm an Ebris. <laughs> Listen now to the mellow, soothing sounds of my velvet voice. Dude, you're not muted. Listen. <laughs> you don't know. What? You're not muted. I'm not muted. Well, shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry for this episode. 
I'm so sorry, but I know your art because you are laughing. You're all laughing your butts off right now. I, this isn't deliberate. I wasn't intending this to happen. Oh, hard for, to God. I love you all, and for, I... For the person... If and when we shut meet... Shut up! Week, I Dude, seriously, come on. For the, for the prison warden, <laughs> Moloko Hyakushi. Voice by Marissa Lente. Marissa has only voiced four major characters so far. It's Ilsa Lagnar from Attack on Titan Junior High, Atsuko Yoshida from Keijo, Sumine... Inukai from Lee Life and Karcha Goldschmidt from Rio Rainbow Gate. So, dare I ask, what do we think about these characters? Because personally, Marissa Linty as Warden Momoko. Oh, hell. It's, it's Voice Acting Black Magic Award of the Year. No, this, this is actually. Yes, it is. This is actually really cool. Me and, um, me and Marissa have actually been in something together. Really? Yes. What? Uh, we were in Seduce Me 2 the Demon War together. Mm. Awesome! Yeah. That's actually really cool. I'm, I'm glad that I finally have something that I could be like, yeah, I was in that with that person. So. Whoever is editing this episode, please make sure you mention that, because that's important. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Right. No? Good for you. Yeah. I was one of the I was one of like the soldiers in, in uh, Seduce Me 2, and she was... What was her character's name? Irene? I guess? Yes, Irene. So, I, I was like, I could have sworn she was in Seduce Me too, And then I checked it. I was like, mm. yeah, she is. So. Yeah, well, big deal. <laughs> I was Will Powers in the abridged series of uh, Phoenix Wrights. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ms. Lenti, I think you'll do a very good job in this role as well. Once you grow into it, I think it will be very well done. Good springboard. I was surprised as all get out. I did not think Marissa was capable. I did not think anyone was capable of this voice. Yeah. Even Macariella herself. Like, I just, that, specifically her warning, like, tough girl voice is actually going to take her to plenty of places. Yeah. Because, like. I, it, are, it already has with her big girl voice in Keisha, where she voices a giant woman with muscular <laughs> With buns of steel. And Amazon. Who is who is still very, very, very attractive. <laughs> you don't need to comment on that, Hardy. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> we save that for after chat when we're not recording. Okay, and can't be Oh, my. Yes. Yeah, so. I like how even in, like, straight talk, it still goes to decay. Gentlemen, please keep this episode on track, even though I cannot, because I am I'm losing it. <laughs> It's okay, okay so, so Rico, Rico was pretty out of the box with his performance. Marissa, I never would have expected that from her. Because when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I want to hear the Mori voice first. And then when I heard the Mori voice, I was like, holy shit. I mean, I it's awesome. I it's still a bit of a sliding scale between voices. Because you can hear Luffy to Caitlin Glass to Joe Harris and all the other voices. But... Once she really perfects it, man, she can knock it out of the park 20 times over. She hits a, a level of Moe I don't even think Monica has ever hit. I know. And that is saying something. I think Monica was watching this episode eating a bagel and the at the at, 
At one moment, she just pulls the bagel back, opens her jaw, and the unchewed remnants of bagel fall out of her mouth, and she just goes, damn, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm that I'm completely blown away by how, what Marissa Lindy can do. I'm just, I don't think it's perfect. Yeah, it's I think I'm... it needs... It needs work. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, in the latest episode, like, in the latest episode, it's kind of a sliding scale. Like, when Rico sneaks up on her and she hides Maxie behind the back, she goes from, like, one end to Luffy to, like... Actually, no, she goes from a normal voice to Luffy and all others. And once once she's able to get that down packed, she can really hit out of the park, you know? I think she needs fine-tuning. After that, this could be our next voice actress of the year. Not spoiling anything, but look forward to the W Awards. But not spoiling anything, this could be our next voice actress of the year. And do we cover? Uh, Enrico is good too because he pulls off his Justin Cook voice. Um, where Justin Cook, Justin Cook is like, y'all ready to rock? <laughs> Rico has basically learned this voice from the time he spent trapped in a. In trapped a, in a sound booth. No. trapped in a corner booth. He like he liked that video I sent him of him just saying Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> I'm gonna say that to him again on New Year's. So yeah, so yeah. No, he took the time where he was trapped in a recording booth to go full primal and practice this voice and. It's amazing. I'm sorry. I gotta admit, it's. I think Justin Cook would be better, but Rico is a very, very, very good, a very good substitution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just all around. I mean, they add a lot to the cast. So. Yeah. All right. Good. Because we have one hour left before we have to end. Okay. So. Okay, so next up on our list, we have Seitaro Tarabata and Yamato Godai. These are two prison guards who are under direct... They are under Hajime. They are the... They're Hajime's assistants. I'm so, so unprepared for this. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. No, these are... Editing room. Editing editing room. room. No. These are two prison guards directly under Hajime's assistance. And one is a big crybaby. One is a big dumbhead who loves exercise and who has a terrible sense of direction. So, who did we have for predictions of these two? Because I did, and I'm not sure if any of y'all did. I had a three for Seitaro, two for Yamato. Yamato, I got right. Really? Yes. Even I didn't get Yamato right. And this is one of my favorite actors. I was surprised too, man. (laughs) No, I had Yamato elsewhere. I mean. So did I. uh, But we'll get to that later. What about you guys? Uh, I didn't have any predictions. Same here. I left that one idle. Okay. Figured you guys would know more. Okay, Jamal, why don't you go first? Tell us who you had predictions for. Uh, for Seitaro, I had Clifford Chapin, Chris Burnett, and Damon Mills. And my wrong prediction for Yamato was Ian Sinclair. 
For Yamato, I actually had Chris Sabat. Hmm. Well, yeah, let me guess, because of Zorro and One Piece, right? I also had Ian Sinclair for Yamato as well. Oh, okay. Okay. For Seichiro, I had, I like you, I had Chris Burnett, and I had Josh Greeley. <laughs> I'm sorry. Josh Greeley is a crybaby. I can't see that. I mean, he kind of is in real life. Anyway, let's move on. Also, I sip from my water all condescendingly. Also, uh, friggin' Armin. Just saying. Oh, no, no. He's talking. It's good. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to you, you do Seichiro and I do Yamato? Okay. Yes. Absolutely. So Seichiro is voiced by Dallas Reed. And for Yamato, thank God we can actually talk about him in an actual role. It's Marcus Stimic. So Seichiro is voiced by... Let me scroll down. Yes, Dallas Reed has voiced us. Has voiced us. What? He has voiced all of us. <laughs> he has voiced this role. Jeez. And I thought my drunken impression was bad. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> it's Marcus Demick. There we go. Yes. So... So Dallas Reed has voiced Ryohei in Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero. He's voiced Hideki in Hideki in Netoge. He's voiced Haruki Bondo in Cheer Boys. Kaz in First Love Monster. Yukio Kondo in Hanakun. Suzuha in Noragami Aragoto. And Kirito in Shaman Sample. Yes, and Yamato is voiced by Marcus Stemek. Marcus Stemek! <laughs> I sound like I have a fog in my throat. Yamato Godai, voiced by Marcus Stimic. Marcus Stimic. <laughs> Tomomichi Takabe. Oh, dude. That was nasty. Uh, clean, clean that up. Clean that up right now, you son of a Okay, let's just let's restart that. Okay. Yamato Godai is voiced by Marcus Stimic, Tomomichi Takabe in All Out. Ryoma Tarasuka in Assassination Classroom, Tomotsuku Kanada in Cheer Boys, aka he was the thug who changed his hair color and cut his hair just to get a job. Just putting that out there. He was Madarao in Degraman Hollow, Delico in Gangster, aka he was Genti Light, I think. Saito in Ghost of the Shell Arise, Just Want in the Hero Heroic Legend of Ozlan. Ryuchi in Ping Pong the Animation, Kyoto in Princess Stride Alternative, and Algon the Manly Pink Gazelle in Show by Rock. So, what did we all think of these performances? Stay tuned was what I expected. I mean, I that's why I had predicted Cliff Chapin, but you know, it's the next best thing. God, I'd love to see a big show in Cliff again sometime. <laughs> I will say this. Uncle Marcus can do no wrong. <laughs> I even... I just... I put him down because I figured if he wasn't in one place, I'd put him here. Because I figured his voice would actually fit. I did not know that was him. <laughs> so you told me. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned for um, for Setro and, and uh, Yamato, I thought they both were really well cast. I thought they, they both really like fit their roles extremely well, especially in the case of, uh, of Yamato, because 
he just had me cracking up every time he was on screen. So. Yeah. That's something that Uncle Marcus can do, is he can just crack you up regardless of what character he plays, because he plays him so well. I just want to know why we're calling him Uncle Marcus. I'm a little out of the loop Okay. Here. Okay, okay. I will explain. Last year, we sort of had a if you're if a voice actor was a family member sort of discussion. And Marcus Stimmick was that one drunk uncle that showed up and was loudmouth, but everyone loved. <laughs> okay. All right. I can see that. Because to me, he always sounds like a drunk Harrison Ford. <laughs> he belongs to the museum. Don't tell me the odds. And, and leave Marcus out of this, it's man. Too stoic looking. Can, Get can off we, my plane! Can we move on, please? What the? How the fuck did I go west and all? Stop clicking! Can we please heed the man's advice and move on? I need to actually be drunk, apparently. Let's move on, I'll have you know I didn't touch a drop of alcohol tonight. I call bullshit. I do call bullshit, honestly. I'm just tired. I think it's so ingrained... I did use up the last of the martini mix, but that was at six. I think it's so ingrained into your system that you stay drunk. You're like Snoop Dogg when it comes to weed. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Like the alcohol is internally inside of you, it is part of you now. You can never escape. <laughs> Welcome to your new life. And this is Sneebs, everyone. This, like, <laughs> MTV presents this is Sneebs. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. We are going into our main cast now. Let's go on to our main prison guard. He is not quite the main four. However, I deserve, I think he deserves his own spot. He is the Inspector Zenigata to Lupin's main group. This is Hajime Sugoroto. Sugoroko. Sugoroku. Sugu. Sugoroku. Sugoroku app. The one man who keeps Cell Block 13 in check because he's the only one who can. Because everyone else sucks at their job. Who did we predict for Hajime? I know I had my predictions. Who else did? I had four for Hajime, and Hajime I got right. If I were to make a guess, honestly, at first glance, probably someone like Andrew Love. I I went for the long, lowest hanging fruit, and I was dead wrong. I think I kind of went for the lowest hanging fruit, and I was right. Uh, I said I said that I actually figured Marcus's voice would fit here, and if not, I'd put him in gold as Yamato. The other two were Eric Vale and Clifford Chapin. I chose Chris Sabat. That makes sense. I can see that. It does make sense, yeah, because it'd be the lowest hanging fruit. It'd be like picking. It'd be it'd be as easy as picking. Uh, Chris Sabat for Kioma's Dimension W, although that will never happen, eh? <laughs> it would be like oh, it would be like no. pick, it would be like picking Chris Sabat as Vaccine Man just because he looks like Pickle. Oh, 
It'd be like Chris picking Chris Sabat as All Might. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I gotta phrase this properly. Do you want to see the lowest hanging fruit I picked for Hajime? Mind hmm. if I reveal it? Yes, please. Ian Sinclair. Well, Jamal. where I was going. First of all, Sneebs, who did you pick? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. It just seemed like Sabat would have made sense, but I went to this as a default, and I'm very sorry, but bam, so, that right away. So, yeah, Hajime is indeed voiced by Ian Sinclair. Other major roles you might have heard him in is Rashid in Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Five, Malloy in Aquarian Evol, the Reaper in Assassination Classroom, Zap Renfro in Blood Blockade Battlefront, Wheeze in Dragon Ball Z, Super, Warwick Angelo in Gangsta Broken One Piece, Favaro Leone, or Favaro in Rayquaza <laughs> Genesis, Lawless in Servamp, Yaiba in Show by Rock, Dandy in Space Dandy, and Gija in Yon of the Dawn. He's perfect. Yes. Yeah, no, he's, yes, he he's is. perfect. I mean... And he fits the role, too. I mean, is Ian Sinclair cast a little too much? Maybe, but he's good in every role he's cast in. So, you know. It's, it's like you said in one episode, Lack. He's either the meathead or the fop. And yes. I cannot see him as any of the prisoners. I just cannot. I have no complaints about this. I think Gigi is going to fangasm over it as hard as she can <laughs> when she actually listens to this, but... I have no complaints. I'm sorry, Gigi. I really, to stop them. I really don't. I, I have no complaints. And he is number one on my list for the Melee tournament next year. <laughs> I love Ian. He's one of my favorites, honestly. So So moving on. <laughs> are we okay to move on? Or yeah, is no, there... it's, yeah. it's great. I mean, he had a great comedic timing. You know, yeah, everything worked. He, he had a great, like... He had a great, like, frustrated daddy kind of, like, attitude to, towards him, which worked great for the series. So, you know. I think he is the heir apparent to Richard Epcar as Zinigata to the Lupin group. Mm. Well, I mean, except for the guy who's going to play Zinigata in part four. But... <laughs> Whatever. Let's get. <laughs> Let's move on to that later. Let's move on to our main four, and we're all going to talk about our main four separately. Moving on to Nico, the crazy character of the group. <laughs> Apparently, he loves drugs. And the reason he stays in Namba is because all the drugs are tastefully flavored, and they're all taken orally. Ooh. <laughs> well, he, oh, he, hates, he hates needles. I think they he doesn't like needles. Yeah. He hates needles. And so, I did have predictions for Nico. Nico, Nico, um, no. Nico, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> la -de -da -de -da. It's the motherfucking Nico, Nico, Nico. <laughs> so, oh my god. <laughs> what were your predictions, Artie? I made two predictions. Um, one, my male prediction was Josh Greeley. But I also took into account the fact that they might predict Nico as a female or cast Nico as a female. So I also had 
Morgan Berry. I kind of played around with the cast of Prison School for mine, but if it didn't, I had alternates. I had two for Nico. Nico, I got right. One I got wrong was Clifford Chapin. See, I really hate Clifford Chapin's little boy voice. I hate it, like, vehemently. Like, the little boy voice he made for Dimension W should be erased from the face of the earth. With fists. With fists and claws. And just violent opinion. That's all I had. What about you guys? Like I said, I only got... I got this one right, so... Uh, if I were to make a prediction, probably Greg Sipes. Uh, not Greg Sipes, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Greg Aries. Wrong guy, sorry. You were watching Teen Titans. I, 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 I was on Twitter and he tweeted something, and that's probably why he was in my head. Okay. Steve's? Mm. I, for one, thought Vic Mignogna. Hell no! <laughs> I realize that's... <laughs> I I know that was a that was a bad one. No, I honestly thought this would go to one of I those. I love drugs. Uh, I love twelve year old drugs. I no. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, twelve no, year old uh, drugs leave me smiling. <laughs> so come along but, and so come along and bring along all but, your twelve year old drugs. Big That would make absolute sense. Hugs, not drugs, guys. No, um, I honestly thought we would have been getting a no-name here. This would be one of the character, uh, the actors we wouldn't be so familiar in pushed into this role as a way of encouraging them and getting a chance to develop some of their... Well, you're sort of right their, on that. I'll, get, I'll tell yeah. you that right now. I didn't have a specific name, but I figured it, that's the sort of role it would be, which is why I didn't have a specific name. Because unlike you guys, I don't hobnob with voice actors in Texas on a you know weekly to daily basis. <laughs> well, Sneems, considering you're a major player of dub talk, maybe you should. I'll see if I can move to Texas and take the nuclear plant with or me. Or maybe you could just read ANN every once in a while. TV, eh? Point taken. Anyway, who was Nico? Nico is Justin Briner. That indeed he is. And let me just say this about Mr. Justin Briner. Uh oh. <laughs> I got a lot of things to say about you, sir. You. Well, nothing negative. Right. But okay, I will then. say this about what Mr. Justin Briner is currently doing. If nothing else, the man is overworked. Yeah. Uh, the, Badly. Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with that because, I mean, he's even in a freaking abridged series now for crying out loud. So. Okay. In this season alone, Justin Briner is Frate in 91 Days. He is Sumiaki in All Out. He is Yoichi in Drifters. Is... Hayato in Kiss Him, Not Me. He is Nico in Nambaka. And he is Kinsuke in Trickster. And those are all major roles. Those are all simultaneously being dubbed this season. Wow. The man needs to sleep. He's just running from one part of Funimation to the other. It's like, wait, I'm here. I think he does a fantastic job in this role. That having been said, let the man sleep. So let him sleep. So acting wise, he's slowly becoming the new Mike McFarland. 
No, he is the new Mike Farland, but he is also the new Austin Tyndall. Because last year, we all talked about how Austin Tyndall was the new, was it, Bryce Bradenbrook? And oh. before the year before Ooh. that, Ooh. we talked about how Bryce... Bryce Pavenbrook was the new Johnny Young Bosch or whatever. And it's all rolling forwards now. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny you mentioned that because you're going to get a kick out of this in the next segment. So how do we feel about this performance? He's cute. Yes. It's yeah. just what I expected. He's, he, he comes across as genuinely innocent without being annoying. Which is a really hard thing to pull off. And I think, uh, I think Justin did a great job. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and all and all the instances to where he had to have his attack moves edited out really were funny. Yeah, and uh, he pull he pulls yeah. off the otaku personality really well. So, Sneebs, do you have a comment? I found the character fit that sort of huggable cheer that, as was mentioned, laced with the innocence and not particularly too shrill or too obnoxious. I held it well. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? I said my piece already. Okay. In that case, let's move on to Rock. Uh, he's the big burly member of Cell Block 13. He, as mentioned before, only stays because he loves the food at Namba Prison. Uh, who did we have predictions for? Because I had one. I had two. I didn't have anybody. This is where I predicted Alejandro Sabez because he voiced the big guy in Honda Kun, so I think he could do it here as well. <laughs> I had uh, Austin Tyndall and Rob McCollum. What? Yeah. No, I... seriously, what? Say what? <laughs> we do a couple of times I heard Tyndall voice some deeper characters. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... I could pull it off here. Like it sneeze, did you have anyone? You said you had people for uh, the first four. Yeah, I honestly thought uh, Alejandro Saab as well. I It was one of the newer folk that I thought he could definitely click in for that. Close, but no cigar. Like, what about you? Uh, I'm sorry, we're on Raku. Who are we on? Big guy, 69. Yeah, Rock. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I didn't have any predictions. No, nobody really came to mind when it came to looking at this guy. So Okay. So, of course, we are all dead wrong. Who actually voices Rock is Jared Green. And Jared Green has voiced Tigre in 91 Days. He was Wataru in Cheer Boys. Genji in Divine Gate. Yang in Gangsta. Moguzo in Grimgar. Uh, Argo in Guilty Crown, Kishward in Arsland, Sato in Level E, Rock in Nambaka, Rintaro in No Rin, Subaru in Robotics Notes, Reiji in Tokyo Ravens, and Coco in Toriko. He's also Seijiro in Ultimate Otaku Teacher, who can apparently kick in a, a car with his legs. So what do we think about this performance from Jared? I, I kind of like it, because it's kind of the same character as uh, Chill Boys, but in Chill Boys, I found that character to be a little jarring, but his voice fit much better here. Rock was my favorite For, character. 
So. Mm. So elaborate on that. Um. Well, I just um. I thought all around he was he was like, I don't know. I just thought he was a jolly giant kind of character, and I just I I think uh, his voice actor really like embodied that really well. Um. I don't think it. Sometimes I, I look at like buffer characters and just think that is a small guy trying to do a deep voice, and you can tell there's a dissonance there. In Rock's case, I really didn't feel that. I thought that Jared really pulled it off. So. Okay. Sneebs, what about you? I found he fit really well, too. Like you said, the uh, he sounded the way one would expect a large but gentle giant to act. As heinous as this might come across. Boo. Oh. I am still not fully satisfied with Jared Green as a voice actor. I think he has still has a lot of ways to go. In certain roles, he is amazing, but he's gotta nail it down, and I don't think he has nailed it down effectively just yet. Hmm. But I think this is a good start. Okay. Be perfect. Okay. Moving on, we are on our final stretch. We are heading to Uno, the one British member of our four squad his voice actor if he had done a british accent that would have been the funniest friggin thing i know yeah i know (laughs) why like aaron why why japanese because if you heard aaron do a british accent (laughs) everyone betrayed we're on bloopers dude you're taking this way you can I Everyone betrayed me. I fed up that. with this world. But just imagine Anyways. specifically who the voice actor is. Just hearing him do a British accent would have been hilarious. Which, by the way, he yeah. was also in Seduce Me Too. So. Okay. So, uh, Uno's voice actor, who is supposed to be British, but doesn't have a British accent. He loves gambling and he loves women. So, who do we predict for Uno? I had two for Uno. I had one. I'm trying to remember who it was, but I know I had one. Thinking about the character, I do have someone I probably would have predicted for the hell of it. And is it okay if I go ahead and say it? Sure, absolutely. Ben Diskin. Absolutely! (laughs) Because it would have been so funny to see Joseph Joestar be this character. That would have been awesome. I'm not going to lie. Do it, do it as Joseph Joestar voice for the character. So. I know which card you're going to pick. Yeah. You're going to pick the Ace of Spades. Yeah. I'm the going to pick the Ace to... of Spades. Oh my god, how did you know? Nani? Nani? The next Nani? thing you're going to say, I may have to kick your ass. You're going to kick my ass? Oh my god. Stupid people will believe in anything, so you may as well believe in yourself. <laughs> That's from the game. <laughs> it still makes me smile. Yep. But yeah, I'm just no. like looking at it now. I'm like, Ben Diskin would have been so great in this. So uh, it's starting to warm to me yeah. too. And wow. Yeah. So all no. of y'all go and list your predictions first. I'm still trying to remember who I picked. Honestly. Mm. Well, now I feel I... bad about my predictions. One is Austin Tyndall. The next is Christopher Bevins. Again, I was playing around with the cast of Prison School. 
which is why I predicted Sonny straight for director, but God help me if he, if he had directed this show. There aren't nearly enough boobies in this to be prison school. Bubbles! What do you got, Hardy? Go to me last. Go to me last. I'm trying to remember who I picked. Uncle Von Trollington. I, I for one, I thought Jared Green. I mixed up my Alejandro, uh, my Uno and Rock picks. I thought, oh, that guy could do this role. This guy could do that role. Yeah, I did that a few times too, Sneeves. Don't worry. Oh, good. I'm not as stupid as I'm afraid you guys think I am. Hell, I think I, I think me and Hardy did that for the leads in Keijo. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, consider me served. Wow, damn. I thought you guys, wow. Like is 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 it up to me? Yeah. Well, I already gave my prediction. Oh, oh well, well, okay. Yeah. Um. Sort of. Believe it or not, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who do I know who has a distinct British accent? And. I thought, you know, maybe they could get Talis and Jaffe to do this. Huh. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say Tatum. Tatum I had for someone else. Okay. But, yeah, no, I figured, you know, I was going to say Scott Freeman, but... <laughs> no, no, no. Even though this that. is a show about prison, Yeah, no, that would have been life-imitating no. art, Hardy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And so, no, I thought, you know, maybe Sc Talison Jaffe, who is Scott Freeman's replacement on Hatalia, could do a decent British accent. What are you talking about? He's always been in England. <laughs> anyways, um, it turns out that who was actually voicing Uno, because we're all wrong, as usual, is Alejandro Saab. It's Kaggy okay. Films. It's Kaggy Films. Yeah. So, like, do you want to tell us what he has also been in, in Kaggy Films' voice? Well, okay. He's been in uh, Freedom Planet. Uh, no. Um, actually, I don't... Anyway-wise. Yeah. Um, I know he was recently in Fairy Tale. He was. He was also Soichiro in Cheer Boys. He was Akane in Hanakun, which is why I cast him as Rock in this show. He was Tazaki in Joker Game. He was Yusuke in Kiss Him, Not Me. He is Uno in this show. He is Akira in Real Life. And he's Koyuki in Servamp. Real Life already gets a dub? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. Just like Nambaka already has a dub. These simulcast dubs happen. Get with the times. I've been underground. I've been in school. All right. Um, should I just go first? <laughs> yes, please. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as Kagi in the role, I, I'm, I'm making jokes about Kagi, but I think he's a good voice actor. I, I, I think he's very talented, and I think he's very good as Uno. I really liked him as Uno when I was watching him. I think he embodies the the right like smarm and the the likability of the character, and I, I think it's a great fit for for um, Kagi's. I keep calling him Kagi, but it's easier to call him that than Alejandro. Um, I think it really fits Kagi's uh, um, like voice really really well. So, I I think he does good. I 
do think I would have preferred the character to use a British accent because the character is British. Just Kagi doing this but, terrible British accent would have been amazing. So, I mean, well, I mean, what can you say about Johnny Young Bosch doing a terrible British accent in JoJo's? Well, I love him, <laughs> so you know, it's like I have no problem with with Jonathan. So. I mean, okay. Ben doing a British accent is amazing. Johnny, not so much. Yeah, but like I said, I imagine they're prepping him to be Johnny in the Steel Ball Run. So. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's my point of it. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that Alejandro Saab is the best thing ever. Alejandro, Alejandro Saab. Saab is the best thing ever. <gasps> <gasps> how did you... How did you... I never really. Oh. I didn't realize Uno and Joseph Joestar really are like the same character, aren't they? Good God. Okay, Jamal, Tequila. please, please move on. I, I kind of, I kind of liked Alejandro in this role. I mean, to be honest, I'm not really expecting a British accent because let's be honest, the only Japanese person here is Drugo, and you can't really tell of the others. I want to say ethnicities. Is that the what? Right? Yeah. Yeah, ethnicities. Yeah. Unless they describe it in the show. <laughs> it's kind of funny we're talking about Alejandro Saab in this role because I remember on the Twitch chat a few weeks ago, he talked about, he jokingly talked about like he'd want a body pillow of Uno, considering <laughs> ironically what happened to the episode 10 once you get to it. <laughs> um, okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I found he did a very good role here. I, yeah, I think he'll be a. What more can I say? He f he fit the gambler card. He played the gambler card well. There we go. Okay. Very good. Very Word good. play for the evening. So the next play, we head on to our main character, Jugo. Now, Jugo is literally a professional breakout artist. He has known nothing but life in a prison. Uh, he lives only to break out of said prison and... The only grudge he carries is the one for the person who put the black bars or black, I'm sorry, um, Fetters? shackles, shackles, Shackle. yes, I'm sorry, around his neck and arms, which he cannot break out unless he has the key. And he, his entire life's goal is to find the person who put him in said shackles and to beat the crap out of them. And apparently his arms turn into knives, but that's a spoiler for later on. Uh, so, who did we have predictions for Jugo? Because I had one, and it is out of out of this world. So, y'all go first. I had two. You want to guess which one? What? Uh, I had two. You want to guess what one of them was? Was it Christopher Bevins? Nope. Who was it? Tyndall. I can see that. Yeah, and the other was a uh, Cliff. Okay, I can see that too. Lack, who did you get? My prediction was Wenworth Miller. No. Uh, I didn't have who? <laughs> I didn't the have guy a... from Prison Break. <laughs> I didn't have a prediction. Go on. Who won the next guest? Sneeps. I can't wait to see that in the video. That, but you didn't have a prediction. I, I thought this might be a fun-sounding Greg Ayers role, but the likelihood of him getting cast in this, I don't know. Uh, that is actually... That's actually pretty good, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, I could, it. I, I, I couldn't see it, but then I just thought of his role in Drifters. Now you can see it. Mm. My for me, it was a sorry. For me, it was a flashback to Dead Man Wonderland when he played Ganta. 
I thought if he could, you know, raise the register a little bit. And, you uh, mean grow some? You mean grow well. some balls? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For me, it was Christopher Bevins. I don't know why. I just saw him voicing this character. It's it's the nasal tone in his voice. That's why, like. It's the black hair, it's the snarky face, and it is the nasal tone of his voice. Because he has all three in real life. To which I Don't. may make a meme about Sneebs using his headshot, but that's for a later date. <laughs> yes. Sneebs, are you Christopher Bevins? Are you? I... It's old man Bevins! <laughs> Talk to me after the podcast is over, guys. <laughs> okay. After all, we're all wrong. Who is actually voicing Jugo? And I accidentally closed. I, up I can say it. I can say it if you want. Okay, tell us, Black, who is voicing Jugo? It is the very pretty Damon Mills. <laughs> he is very pretty, yeah. after all. Who also was it seduced me to the Demon War? Actually, now that I think about it, he was. Okay. Uh, he was on the dragon thing. I can't remember, but I actually tried out for that character too. So, yeah. I don't know. In other major roles, he is voiced as Kiri Shota in All Out. He is Zi Zhuan Shen in Cheer Boys, the little Chinese boy. He was Shinta Mizumura in Holy Night. He is Tanaka in One Piece Film Gold. He is Honebami Toshiro in Token Ranbu Hanemaro. He is Haruhiko Hanasaki in Trickster. And he is Yakov Feltman. In your eyes, which I yeah, still I have a hard time. Sorry. How on earth? How on earth does he voice that old Russian? He man? has an amazing range. He really does. I, I, I will not believe it. I seriously, I will not believe it until I am in his presence and he does that voice I've for me. I've been in his presence and I still don't know how he does it. It's probably just, it's probably the same way Edward Bosco voices Hammerhead and One Punch Man. Yeah. I just, I still, I, no, I, I believe you, Lack, but I will still never believe that he can do that until I am in his it's, presence. It's, you would never think he's able to do half the voices he can. Okay, this is going out. Damon Mills, if you are listening to this episode, if we can, if you will come to Anime Blues Con, I will personally pay for you to come here because I want to hear you voice Yakov Feltzman because I honestly do not believe you can do it. I'm putting that out there. I don't think you can do it. I don't. I think that is a lie. If you can prove to me that I am wrong, then that would be awesome. I don't think you can do it, but if you can prove to me you can, then you will be my favorite voice actor ever. Also, and that is, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, also... Uh, side note, Damon, if you're listening, uh, if I acted weird at BlurryCon, I want to apologize. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, seriously, if 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 you can prove to me that you are Yakov, Uncle Grandpa Yakov in your life, <laughs> I will have nothing but respect for you for the rest of your life. Holy cow. Holy crap. That was amazing. Anyways, how do we feel about y- Damon Mills as... As Jugo. He is really good in the role. Like, yeah, yeah, he's very good in the role. My only slight gripe is 
he's a little bit too raspy at times. Like, it's perfect for when he tends to be a little cocky, but when he's talking normally, maybe just dial it back a tiny little bit, you know? What I've heard oh, from Damon in the past is I have not listened to this stuff myself, but I heard his role in Holy Night was really wooden and really by the numbers. That wasn't and really so, his fault. Whose fault was it then? It's well, like it's like every, Andrew. Everybody in the tunnel was pretty wooden. Okay, <laughs> I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll buy that. But I also don't want to throw shade at Brittany because Brittany has voice casting blast black magic. You know. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just putting this out here. But uh, but yeah, I think he did a really good job here and. If he's able to go from this voice to Uncle Yakov, then holy crap, we might just be looking at another voice acting black magic role right here. Well, I think he so. moved to Texas. So. Okay. Yeah. Then again, I think Brittany doesn't really record from any particular state. I think she mm. records over Skype. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, Media Blasters, you have to be in New York. I think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because Brittany... I think Brittany records her dubs with a... Show up at a studio. We'll do it over Skype. Screw it. We'll do it live. <laughs> and somehow they turn out to be miraculous in some way. Well, I remember like reading some of the... like. The, the thing like the the preliminaries to work for media blasters for for mb voice works and i remember it saying something like you have to live in new york so uh, that's and then we go to the ladies versus butler stuff yeah so I which know. has five different cities one of them in canada to where yeah. anime actors just came from brendan hunter yeah I forgot yeah <laughs> I mean, I'm just—it's just unreal. I mean, we we talk about Mike McFarland having magic in his casting. Holy crap! What has Brittany done? And she's like half his age. Literally, yeah. I think I think they're done being done on a budget, but I think with Brittany's skill, she's doing them fairly well. And I don't know because I've never actually listened to one of her dubs. I've got one on order. I actually ordered Ladies vs. Butlers through the right stuff sale to which i have no I remember hearing some of the ladies versus butlers and I, th I think it sounded a lot better than holy night so yeah, yeah. holy night was just so. kind of like a hentai almost that they had to like do because they needed to get their feet wet so i can't really blame any of them for that though so. all right so before we get we need to wrap this up quick within the next six minutes so before we get too off track what were our final Final thoughts of Damon Mills and the main character as Juga. Fit well. It was fun. I I think it worked. He really stepped into the role. Yeah, Damon has a great range, and we got to see a really interesting side of his, his vocal range with this role. So I think it also did well. And once you see his arms literally turn into blades, I think we'll actually see more of this role and uh, see more of where it goes. So, all right yeah, then. The right well, that wraps. Yeah. <laughs> so, final thoughts on the Nambaka dub. Let us wrap this up in five minutes or less. What do we think 
of the of the dub of Nambaka. Well, I found that it was certainly quite fun and funny. Uh, people were casting their roles well, and uh, they delivered what we would expect. A very funny, though not exactly smash success comedy that will certainly be good money in Funimation's coffers and is going to be a good place for a lot of folks to cut their cut their teeth and feel out different sorts of roles. Yeah, I like Aaron's placement of the larger actors and smaller roles, but still more defined. And where mm -hmm. he puts the newer actors in and how he handles them just very well. It's, it's so solid that even even then, even now, since it's on Double Talk, it just furthers his validation more as a director and a scriptwriter. And I hope to, mm -hmm. I hope to hear more. Yeah, I would say um, it's an interesting... It's a, it's a very good dub, first of all. I would, but I would also say it's interesting as an experiment, too, because we've got a lot of like newer VAs going pro in, in this one. Mm. Not so much in Damon's case. Damon's been around for a year or so now. And Keggy has been kind of around. But it, it's, it's really interesting to see these four guys who are relatively new, never really had starring roles so much, to be able to, to kind of take this, this first step and be a part of it, be, be something bigger. And I think it's it's a really great anime to kind of cut your teeth with because it's so camp that you can kind yeah. of play it up and you mm -hmm. can get away with it. I, but at the yeah. same time, camp can be kind of a double-edged sword because sometimes camp it can be hard to get right. So, And I think I, in that case, they did a great job. So I, I I personally like this show. I like the dub a whole lot. This is To me, this is like My, my Hero Academia where, you know, I, I love it, and I try to get people interested, and once they see it, they really start to like it. It's like, it's a, becoming a surprise hit all of a sudden. Not as big as My Hero Academia, but close enough. I will say this. Like mentioned, the four main characters being relative newcomers, yet they're all getting their asses kicked by Ian Sinclair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that first episode was funny. <laughs> Which is... Ironically symbolic, like okay, have you have y'all ever? Also, funny enough, a relative newcomer fangirling over Ian Sinclair. Think about oh, that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: have you ever heard Ian Sinclair's Patrick Warburton impression? No, no. I but I want. I heard now. you mention it. It is one for one. If anything ever happened to Patrick Warburton where he could not perform on Family Guy, Ian could yeah. Ian could take his place and you would not notice the difference. It is scary. Oh my god! I was a Torco! No. I was a Torco! <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just it's the thought of this veteran voice actor who isn't even truly a veteran, he's just only half veteran. He was a fanboy when he started. <laughs> exactly. And that's another thing I want to comment on. The new generation of voice actors, they're all fanboys. Yeah. They are all mm -hmm. people who grew up watching and loving anime and wanted to be in anime. And now they're in anime. Whereas 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, they were people who were like, yeah, I do anime because it pays the bills or I don't really watch the anime. It, even Steve Bloom doesn't watch the things he's in. And now you have a bunch of fans who really love the medium who are watching mm -hmm. each other be in the medium. And they're like, holy crap, this is awesome. And now you have 
where it used to be like, oh yeah, we sh we we dub things to we dub things, but we don't ever actually meet each other. Now you have these anime fans who live with each other, who are best friends with each other, who who hang out with each other, and they are they star in things like when Rico got locked in the booth. Cliff and Josh came down and took pictures of him to make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just like, and, and, and like, and yeah, and now voice actors are getting married. Like, 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 uh, Micah and, mm -hmm. and, and Afia. And, um. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the it's a culture nurturing itself. The scene has changed so much to where it used to be. I do anime for job and not even my main job to where it's I do anime because I love it and it's fun and also yeah it's and even, some of the, it, even some of the older crowd is feeling that way now I mean look at Michael McConaughey Richard Epcar guys like that they've been around for years Dan Warren you know like yeah yeah it's it's anime is a thing now anime is a thing y'all <laughs> anime is a you thing you heard it here first folks Space Man Hardy 2016 yeah. Exactly. And so, these are our final thoughts on, on Nambaka. It's good. You should listen to it. It's not the best, but the best has yet to come. And so, with that in mind, I thank you so much. Thank you, Jamal. Thank you, Sneebs. Thank you, Lack, for joining me tonight. Even though I am completely ill-prepared, and this episode will probably turn out horribly. But, for... Well, it's okay. It's okay. So, yeah. Um, we love one another, and that's what matters. So That's what really matters. Yeah. We're all brothers. We're all locked in Cell 13 together, even though I'm the manly one, and I take first pick of the food and what we watch on TV, so deal with it. So um, you rocked then? I am rock. So, yeah. Hardy Senpai is like a rock, yo. I guess that makes me Uno, then. Guess I'm Nico. I'm the best that I can be. <laughs> that means you're. And I'm done. Good night, everyone. Yeah. And thank you for podcasting with us. Yeah. If you want to check us out on our own individual things, Jamal, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamstar529. I'm also uh, helping Lilac with uh, editing for this podcast. I can also be seen in a future project coming up, but more details on that later. All right. Sneebs, where can we find you at? Well, of course, you know me across the tides of the internet at UncleAzrael on Twitter.com. Over to you. Like the Watcher. Well, okay. Um, you know, just doing my own thing, maybe working my way to maybe one day, I don't know, work with some of the people that we talked about here. Um, you can find my SoundCloud at Like the Watcher. That's where I keep a lot of my uh, demo reel stuff. Uh, right now, it's commercial reel stuff because I want to get that done before I do like character stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Like the Watcher, LAC the Watcher, and I have a Facebook page, Liam AC. You should be able to find that pretty easily if you if you at least find one of those things. There should be links to the other things. So besides that, you should be okay. Also, real quick, I am now on Vidme, which is better than YouTube, and you should all be on it, because I really love it, and I think it's going to wipe the floor with YouTube when it gets really popular. So, oh, really? Yes. Go to Vidme, and you should find my Vidme under Like the Watcher. Again, if you go on like my Twitter all or right. something, you should find it. 
So. All right. as, Alrighty then. As for me, you can follow me on Spaceman Hardy at Twitter.com. I don't do really. I really don't do much. <laughs> I'm mainly just a fanboy about Final Fantasy, and post goat pictures and rant a lot and scream a lot and tweet a lot and get really really drunk. I and thus make the world. And then just do it all over again. <laughs> make the world a better place and, through all of it. And then the next day comes and we do all it over again. But if that appeals to Pride you, right? Never ends, kids. If that appeals to you at all, you can follow me at SpacemanHardy at Twitter.com. And that will bring us to an end, gentlemen. So, wait a second. I hear the well, sirens. Good night, everyone. I hear the sirens. Let's oh, make a break shit. for it. Oh, Run away. Come on, guys. Let's run to this blue screen. Last one to the exit to run, Nag. Want to see a card trick? Yeah. Otaku on. Keep it manly.